This is episode 54 of African and American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you're doing well. The family and I are doing well. I don't, I don't like this judgmental vibe that I'm getting. I know that there have not been episodes dropping the past two weeks. And I really don't need you guys yelling at me like that. <laughs> I, I can feel the judgment just radiating off these radio waves. Um, as you all know, I had my first workshop in Atlanta um, this past week. And... I like you, like I tell you guys all the time, I'm I'm a one woman show and I was doing the most and I literally forgot to record. It's not even like I just didn't record. (laughs) Like I didn't even realize until this week. And I was like, I didn't record the episode last week. Uh, so don't judge me. Okay. I don't, I don't need the judgment. Okay. Um, but anyway, I want to tell you guys how the class went. Um, the class was absolutely amazing. I mean, I I was so overwhelmed after the class, you know, because before class, like you're trying to get everything ready, get everything together, and that kind of keeps you very occupied. It wasn't until the class was over and I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like you, you literally felt the life-changing energy radiating off of the day. Um, we had a really good turnout. Um, all the young princesses came. They came with their moms. They came with their aunts. Um, we learned so much, like there's so much that we did in a short period of time. Like, I still don't know how we covered everything we covered, but we did. The girls were beyond amazing. Like I, I was thinking like we would be starting from scratch, but these girls were very knowledgeable. Um, they already like had it going on. Like it was amazing to me. I was like, oh my God, everyone's hair was natural and beautiful and healthy. They were all loving themselves. I was just like, oh, and and it just makes you feel good because sometimes we look at the status of the youth and we're kind of scared, like, whoo, you know, like they wilding out here. But these girls really had themselves together and made everything so much easier. Uh, My sister, uh, Paris, came through. She is a, a master of African spirituality and dance. And she came and she dropped some gems on us and she danced. Uh, she gave us some dance lessons. She was absolutely amazing. Like I, you know, there's a sacred kind of confidentiality that goes on on these workshops. So you can't talk about too much of the stuff that goes on. But just knowing that we're able to set these foundations for young girls, because that's what we have not tried yet. You know, we, we kind of sit back and we've been letting the men just kind of drive the boat and we haven't been driving in a good direction. And, and it's a sign that it's time for the women to step up. It is time for the sisters to step up and just knowing that we are working to establish a generation of young feminine ladies that will be the ones to carry on these legacies, to keep us going as a people uh, with the right knowledge is very freeing. It's very liberating. Like it was so many times during the class, I was like literally fighting to not cry. 
Um, because there's just so, something so beautiful about creating change. Like, it's so easy to get complacent in pain and get complacent in suffering. Um, when you are really putting in the work and making the moves that need to be made to create real change, it is just, it makes you emotional. Um, it makes you emotional. Like I said, it's so freeing and so powerful. Like, you can't really help but to be overwhelmed by emotions. Um, again, we need to be for them what we wish we had or what we needed when we were little girls, whatever you feel like, man, if I would have had someone to tell me this or do that, if you know that would have made a difference in your life, it's your job to make sure you're that for the next generation. And so that's my motivation behind the things I'm doing. Um, the the next class will be for adults though um because one thing is with children their their minds are so complex but there's some things that they're just not ready for um so when we do the adult class it's definitely going to be a little more nitty-gritty uh when you're dealing with the young girls you don't want to expose them to too much so you're you're keeping things very general very foundational um So you guys just stay tuned and I will be letting you know when the feminine workshop for um, the adults is coming through. And I thank you for your support with that event in advance. Now, this next subject is one that we need to have this conversation Um, because whenever I see this topic even remotely brought up, I just see brothers getting so extremely like triggered by these conversations. And regardless, this is a conversation that needs to be had because this is really starting to get ridiculous at this point. And I see it becoming a trend and I, um, I just want to address this because Again, this is another part of divine order. This is not necessarily, oh, six, the goddess is saying this. This is something where it's like, this is the way that the universe um, needed and wanted these things to be set up. And that is the topic of providing as a man. Um, Very rarely... Do I see a relationship where the woman is the breadwinner? Very rarely in those relationships do I see that her man is faithful. Normally, if you are the breadwinner in your relationship, you're taking away the purpose behind the man. And a man not living in purpose will tend to look for fulfillment in other ways. So nine times out of 10, when the woman is the primary breadwinner, the man does not have that same level of respect and dignity that he has when he's able to pick himself up, provide for his own family and feel that pride as a man. Um, I was listening to these sisters talk and um, she was saying how 
she she pretty much has to do everything for her husband because she's like well without me he's very unmotivated and you know how she kind of like like micromanages him in a way and saying how like if she didn't do that then he wouldn't and it's like brothers you have to want the best for yourself regardless if a woman is involved or not whether a woman is involved or not you need to be hustling you need to be working you need to be every minute of your day as a man should be spent in your bag every man should go through a period in his life where he's not focused on no women no partying no hanging out where he is strictly securing the bag it should not be that a woman has to quote unquote motivate you to want something out of life is it great that women we are support systems for our men yes is it great that we have the ability to motivate him you know to go to that next level yes however she cannot be your one and only sole driving force behind securing your bag it has to be something that you want for yourself the way that we're set up as humans just in general we require we are required in order to live a fulfilled and peaceful life we are required to carry out a divine purpose that is bigger than ourselves for women I'm not gonna say our purpose is easier because it's certainly not I will say our purpose is easier to see um, our most important sacred and number one job is bringing life into this world is being the vessels to carry your children and carry on legacies Okay, that is our biggest purpose. We, we sacrifice our bodies. We sacrifice our time. We sacrifice our lives. Uh, we risk our lives to bring our children into the world. Um, peace and honor to every sister that has passed away bringing new life into this world. Um, it is the greatest purpose and sacrifice a woman can have. So now if we know that about women... Now we have to say, well, what is that major purpose in men? Because the men must have one, even though a man's purpose will never touch bringing forth life the way a woman's body does. We have to say, well, what is their main purpose? Um, You know, the way bearing children is the purpose for women. And that purpose is providing. It's something because of the lack of financial confidence and knowledge um, that our brothers have. Uh, A lot of brothers, they want to fight that. I hear brothers say, oh, a man's not loved unless he bringing home some money or a man's love based upon how much money that he has. Um, Let's not be dramatic, okay? Because if that was the case, a lot of y'all would never get no love. So please don't say, oh, a man is only love when he provides that's not true because it's broke Negroes every day still getting it in. Um, when it comes to providing as a man, it is directly connected to your confidence as a man. And it's directly connected to how you're looked at and measured as a man. You can fight this all day. You can cry about it. You can say it's not fair and stomp your feet all day. Certain things just are what they are. Um, Even when men are measuring each other, 
Once a man finds out that you broke, he loses respect for you too. Men have a have a different level of respect for other men with money. With especially when you're dealing with men with money. When men have money, if in their eyes they know the work they put in to make their money, they know how hard they worked. So in their eyes, they don't even feel bad for any man that doesn't have it because they're like I know I had to bust my behind to get where I'm at and the minute they look at you and find out you were broke Negro they write you off too it's not even just I hate how the narrative is pushed that it's like women brush off men that don't have money men do it to each other as well as they should because it tells you a lot about a man when a man doesn't want anything out of life and is complacent with not having anything that tells you a lot And a lot of men that have money won't even deal with you because they know that you're a liability and they know you can't make somebody want more for themselves. So again, um, now do men don't operate the way women do where women will say, okay, the man is the provider. So I might be the one to let him lead. Um, maybe you'll even bite your tongue on certain things or let certain things go because he's providing He's the provider. Men don't men don't operate that way. Men don't operate to say, oh, she's the provider. So let me just sit down, shut up and make her dinner and rub her feet when she get home. It does not work that way. Nine times out of 10. Now, there are some Negroes that are like that where they can be a kept man. And hey, you know, by all means, boo boo, do you. But nine times out of 10, when men are dealing or are in a relationship or in a marriage where the woman is the one that is the financial leader or the financial breadwinner, he's cheating because he needs to feel like a man. And a lot of men that are not providing or are not the main breadwinners, you will steal your natural instinct as a man. You'll always need to feel like one. So instead of, since they're not doing the providing, subconsciously in their mind, they're trying to sleep with as many women as they can to feel, to get that manly feeling. When that's not how it works. If you're sleeping with every woman you can get your hands on because you're trying to feel like a man, that's not how you do it. The more you fight being a provider, the more empty you're going to feel. These same men that fight being providers are the same ones doing heavy drinking, heavy drugs, that are sleeping around because you're not accepting that until you walk in that purpose to provide by all means. You're always going to feel like less of a man and no matter how many women you sleep with, you will still feel that way. It's rare that a man is not the provider in his family and the woman is. And he's like, oh yeah, I totally love my wife 100% faithful and I'm totally happy and wouldn't have this any other way. In my mind, I cannot fathom your woman going out and making money and you're like, oh, she made the money, so I'm good. As opposed to you saying, okay, my woman out here making moves, so that means I need to make moves. I can't, you're supposed to be competitive as a man. So how can you just kind of, I see so many times men talking about how to quote unquote cope with or how to deal with your woman making more money than you. And that, that is the highest form of complacency I've ever seen. Okay. Why would you say, oh, well she got it. So I'm good. What? No, it's great that she has it. But my brother don't think that because your wife has it, that that means that you could play around. That should be motivating you to get it. 
back to the story I was saying about the sisters talking and she was saying how she has to pretty much do everything for him or he won't do it. The way you start in a relationship is the way you will finish. Okay. Too many times we want to pick up a guy that's a broke dusty. And in our mind, we think, well, I'll just support him and I'll just show him how to get money and show him the way and he'll step up. That's not the way it works. Because what you're going to do is you are going to take away what makes him transcend from a boy to a man. And you can, and it's not about how many women he slept with or how many men he beat up or shot at. What makes him transcend from a boy to a man is providing. So when you rob him of that opportunity to pull himself up, to pull his own weight, He will subconsciously resent you and every opportunity he has when you ain't around, he will be smiling in another woman's face that never did anything for him so that he can feel like a man. Stop robbing these men of being providers. Sisters, it's great that you securing your bag and getting your money, but you got to also understand the engineering, the agenda behind why black women are now making more money and are higher paid than black men, because they know that's how you get women to lose respect for their men. So stop saying, it's okay, brother, I made the money, I got you and start saying, look, brother, I made the money match my hustle build with me not that I'm doing it for you let him do it himself it sounds good if you want to cue some soft violin music to be like oh I I was down I was the ride or die I was down with him honey if in the beginning of the relationship you have to force this man to make money or get money you will be doing that for the rest of your relationship I know women that crippled their men like that in the beginning and 5, 10, 15 years later they're still doing it Nine. now again there are exceptions to every rules but 9 times out of 10 If you do it for him, if you cripple him like that, it does not make him say, oh my God, I totally need to step my game up. No, you will be the manager and the provider in that relationship for the the duration of it, for as long as it lasts. Some may say, oh, it's just money. It's just making money. Well, you can say it's just money all you want to, but it is directly connected to how you how you feel as a man and how you view you are viewed as a man okay you are not a help you are not a uh you are not a balance to any woman without money it can you can cry about that all you want to it's true once a woman is married or in a relationship you she becomes your responsibility She can't go to other people and, you know, borrow money and need help. They're going to say, well, don't you got a man that, that you, you know, we hear that said all the time. Well, don't you got a man? A woman who is single is way more likely to get help than a woman that's married or in a relationship. Because if she's married or in a relationship, they're going to say, baby girl, I don't know what you got going on, but that's your husband's responsibility. And if you really, if you, the, the reason why. 
I know that until people are pushed out of this nest nine times out of ten, you won't financially fly. It's because I see it in sisters all the time. Heck, I've seen it in myself. That you have how many women out here that are single mothers where they're either completely raising their children on their own or they have a father of their child that gets the kids like once a week or once every other week um, and works to provide a household to take care of her children by herself. And she does that because she doesn't have any other choice. And sometimes in life, that's what we have to do. We have to say, I don't have any other choice, so I don't have a choice but to flap my wings and fly. So if we have women out here that work multiple jobs, that hustle and bust their behinds to provide on top of taking care of children by themselves as women, that I'm pretty confident that the men can do the same. And it's okay to, um, it's okay for a man to submit to a woman to be able to say, I can learn from you. Um, I feel like if you're a woman and you know how to get money, you can teach him how to get the money. Don't do it for him, but you can put him on if he's willing to, because you have some men where that bruises their ego. Like learning how to get money from a woman makes them feel, you know, it they it makes them feel a way. Don't let your ego get in the way of your blessing. If you have a woman that is willing to stand by you and put you on and show you how to get money, accept that. That's fine. It's okay to to have a woman that might know more about something than you do. I think it's a beautiful thing to see a woman where she might make good money and maybe the man she's with does not. And he he submits to her and humbles himself to say, babe, can you put me on to how I get money too? Again, not there's a fine line between showing someone how to do something and doing it for them. I think it's definitely okay to lead a man to the water, especially when taking away the ability to provide was the number one before jail, before using black men for Uh, medical experiments before enslaving them before beating them down the number one thing that broke the black man was taking away his ability to provide it's by denying him loans to start business okay it's by denying him opportunities because you're afraid of him you want to break a man break his pockets break his ability to provide So now we end up with way too many. And and first of all, salute to the brothers that are providing. Salute to the brothers that aren't making any excuses. Salute to the brothers that are working hard every single day. As a man, you don't have a period. You don't give birth. You don't have PMS. You don't have menopause. You don't have cramps. You, You don't have any of that. Your body is built to work. It is built strong, tough, and healthy to work. You don't have seven days out the month where you're bleeding and you have to take it easy. (laughs) You don't have that. So you have no excuse but to get out there and work. You'll see Negroes that go to work for five, six hours a day, spend the rest of their day playing video games, talking about, oh, it's hard out here. It can't just be the man to one providing. What? How many hours of your day do you spend watching TV? How many nights a week do you spend going out? How many nights a week do you spend playing video games? You have the time. 
It's just you're complacent. And, and, and that's where I think, uh, ladies, we're getting it confused when it comes to uh, the fine line between support and just letting a nigga get complacent. The way men's, and we've talked about this before, the way men's brains work is a lot different than the way ours work as women. With a man's brain, at whatever level he's getting sex, at whatever level he's accepted, nine times out of 10, he will stay there. And that's just the way their minds work. Again, you can fight that all day. Fight your mama, don't fight me. So if you as a woman are giving everything to this brother when he's not providing, guess what? He's not going to say, man, I really appreciate her for dealing with me, even though I don't have anything. Let me go ahead and step my game up. No, unfortunately, that is not the way it works. Instead, the way it works is, well, this must be okay. It's the same way where men's brains work. Like she has on a short skirt. So, well, she must be a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Or, well, she came over here. So she must want to have sex. Like that's the way their minds work. So if, if you're with him and, and you're telling him how great he is and everything's fine and dandy, but y'all struggling, guess what? You, it's going to stay that way. <laughs> Because in his mind, he's like, well, this must be okay because I have a woman. She's here. That's why even though it may hurt, even though sometimes you may want to, you know, do the most and give everything to this man. If he's not handling his business, you can't. You may want to, but you can't. That's the most dangerous thing you can do. Whatever level you tell him everything is straight and okay at and you accept is the level it will stay at, sis. It don't matter if it's 10 years from now, you will still be in that level. And then when your femininity is being attacked so hard by being the provider in his family and you get tired and your womb speaks out to you and says, I'm tired of being a workhorse. I'm tired of paying all the bills. I'm tired of him sitting around and I have to figure out how we're going to survive financially. And you go to him and you say, I'm tired of being his provider. I'm tired of being the one to be the breadwinner. I want you to do it. He's not going to do it. If you take care of a man, if you take away his opportunity, his blessing to be a provider and feel that pride as a man, you cannot turn around five years down the line and say, I'm tired of this. I want you to step up now. That's not the way it works. He's either going to leave or be with another woman behind your back. Again, the way you start is the way you finish. And and we all know someone that's happened to where she providing, providing and she get tired and now it's his time to step up. It ain't happening. Y'all be on the street. Y'all will be on the street. He gonna have a fit because he's like, this ain't what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to be the provider. I mean, I, I thought you had that under control. You know, he put that out of his mind. He's doing the bare minimum just to make himself look like he's trying. And that's, that's it. He, you can't just turn around years later and decide you're going to switch up that narrative. Okay. Um, and we talked about this before too, why women quote unquote, you know, build a man up and then he quote unquote leaves her for a woman that never did anything for him. 
And it's like, sis, that's why he left because she didn't do anything for him. She let him feel that pride to do for himself. Brothers, we understand you've been beat down financially. We understand that for most of us, our parents didn't leave us any money. They didn't teach us about money. Um, but brothers, we're in the age of information now. Um, we are trying to heal. We are trying to restore black families. Um, you will rarely see uh, races of men, uh, a race of men, a non-black man, uh, necessarily complain about being a provider. Uh, you just, you really just won't see it. Um, this is why I know a lot of sisters say they don't like to date American men because American men tend to lack that sense of culture. Whereas you have men in the Caribbean or in Africa or in South America and providing is more so a norm for them. It's not necessarily something that they are running away from or something that scares them. It's more like they've been conditioned to do this from children. Um, it's not saying that other races of men uh, don't have women. And, 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 and also, let me just say this. This is not to say that women are not supposed to financially contribute at all. Um, that's not what I'm saying here. When I say being a provider, that means providing the basic needs. That means providing a roof, providing food, providing transportation. Being a provider does not mean providing a Gucci bag. It does not mean providing um, the, a Louis Duffel. I want to make that clear as well, because I think sometimes brothers get super dramatic when they're like, so we're just supposed to pay for everything ourselves. First of all, calm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whoa. First of all, you're triggered. Relax. It's not even that serious. Okay. No one is saying, oh my God, you have to pay for everything. We are saying you need to provide, provide what is needed to live. Um, if you're not providing basics, if you're not able to put food on the table, if you're not able to pay rent, you have, you're in a state of emergency and you need to act accordingly. Um, we are simply saying that you should be able to provide safe and clean housing for your family. We are not saying that you have to provide a 10 bedroom mansion. We are simply saying that you need to provide clean, healthy food for your family. We are not saying that you need to be providing caviar and filet mignon every night. We are saying that you need to provide clothes on your family's back. We are not saying that you need to be Fendi print down. Okay, you, you guys understand that? Because... Again, sometimes the only way to get out of something logical is to be dramatic. Um, is It's just like when we talk about women being feminine and I'm like, you know, we should be feminine. And they're like, so we should just shut up and be pregnant and barefoot and never say anything and do whatever men say. Whoa, <laughs> calm down. All right. Nobody said that you're doing the most. Okay. So it's the same when it comes to talking about men being providers. They're like, so we're supposed to just do everything till we die? Whoa, <laughs> that escalated really fast, actually. And I actually didn't say that. And um, you're actually doing the most right now. Um, a woman should not live in your household and have your children and S and F you every night and then 
you tap her on the shoulder for half of the rent. My God, if my God, if you can hear me, brothers, if you cannot pay rent by yourself, essentially what you're saying is that you planned on sleeping on your friend's couches the rest of your life, or you planned on living in a trap house and you're upset that you have to actually provide real housing for the rest of your life. Okay, because it confuses me when brothers complain about providing because I'm like, don't you have to have a place to live anyway? What was your alternative? Like, if you're mad about having to pay some rent where your family will lay its head, what, I mean, what was your alternative plan? Wouldn't you have to do that regardless? Yeah, because their plan was to live on their friend's couch. Their plan was that if they ever had to thug it out, you know, they could go stay somewhere not ideal. <laughs> so now they're like, oh my God, I have to actually provide a real a real roof over my head. Like, yeah, again, you should want that regardless. It shouldn't be that, oh, because I have a woman, I want that. No, you should want that anyway. Um, my God. Again, it's great. It's great that women are able to motivate men, but I want you don't want a woman to be your only motivation. You don't want to be that man that just lives with the bare minimum unless a woman says so. Jesus Christ. Brothers, again, just like with sisters, uh, we had to adapt just like, you know, our men were taken from us and we had to adapt to be protectors and be providers and be more masculine in your absence and how we appreciate a lot of you brothers for being patient with us as we learn how to be feminine again as we learn how to uh, be soft again and your understanding of how we got this way we can extend that same understanding for our brothers okay we're not judging you or or talking down on you for not having now we're we will judge you if you continue to not have uh we understand how you got in the situation that you're in we understand that your manhood was attacked taken from you we understand that we are our ancestors reborn we understand that our ancestors didn't have access to a lot of the information as we do and they may not have been knowledgeable on certain things as we are um and that and uh men the the ability to provide being taken away from men is a generational trauma that's the most traumatic thing you could do for a man is to take away his ability and opportunity to be a provider you've taken away everything that makes him a man so we understand that you are battling a lot when it comes to your ability to provide we understand that as a black man Um, There are opportunities that you will simply not be afforded, especially if you're a strong black man, because we know that they're afraid of you. We understand that it's harder for you than it is for other races of men. Other races of men can just put in the work, do what they're supposed to do, and they will see results. They don't have to worry about not scaring someone in the process or not being discriminated against in the process like 
It's just not something that they have to worry about. I understand that you brothers have aspects to this that other men don't. However, these are the cards that you are dealt and it's up to you to break these cycles. This is why it's important to be those providers, be those family men and those fathers so that our boys can see that example and they don't have to recover from that trauma before they can be successful that you will recover for that from recover that trauma for them that way they can grow up and and just do what they're supposed to do as men they don't have to fight through those feelings of doubt or 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 that lack of confidence if you are securing yourself and you build that financial confidence in yourself as a man, you will pass that along to the next generation of boys behind you. There is a different healing that we have to have based upon whether you are a black man or a black woman. Um, For black women, uh, our healing is to become more soft. For black men, your healing is to become more strong. Your strength was taken away from you. Your confidence was taken away from you. Brothers, it is time to reclaim it. It is time to get it back. Um, I I really hope that y'all, I hope y'all are really feeling what I'm saying. Because sometimes when something is painful or triggering for you, you'll kind of make you'll make a commitment in your mind to misunderstand it because uh, you're not ready to accept certain truths. But brothers, I hope that you really are hearing what I'm saying. This is me as your sister, um, as someone that loves you, telling you that us women, we need you, brothers. We need you. Uh, We want to be more feminine in order for us to be more feminine. We can't be feminine and we're working 50, 60 hours a week. We can't be feminine and respect you when we got to help you pay the rent. We can't be feminine when we have to be the breadwinners of families. We can't do that. If we really want to break these cycles, we really have to reestablish those traditional gender roles. And in order for that to happen, there is a certain, um, there are certain things that have to occur. Everybody has to be staying in their lane and living in their purpose in order for this to happen. Um, We are simply wanting the brothers to step up financially so that we can step up our femininity. It's kind of a chain reaction. Um, And once we get this balance restored, Um, I'm just, I I don't know if it will happen in my lifetime, but I'm just excited. Just the mere thought of everybody staying in their lane and doing what they're supposed to do and handling their responsibility and me just knowing how healthy that will be for the next generation really keeps me going. Um, So brothers, we will continue to work to be more soft and feminine and uh, you will work on being stronger and more of providers and that's the deal that is the agreement uh and we'll just keep growing we'll keep growing in love let's keep loving on each other in the process let's keep supporting one another encouraging one another um we are we're encouraging one another to to keep moving forward uh we're just moving forward uh in different ways but we are moving forward nonetheless 
I wanted to dedicate this week's episode to this subject solely. Be- and and the reason why I really wanted to touch on this is because I saw a post about uh, this OG brother and he was talking in a barbershop and he's like, um, I'm the man in my household. My family doesn't have to worry about anything. I hold that household down. And that's why I get the respect I get because I earned it. He was like, stop looking at these women to take care of you. Stop looking at these women to baby you and be mothers to make moves for you a man make your moves yourself and when I was looking at the comments now to give the brothers credit majority of brothers were agreeing with him and was like yeah like I'm a man I'm gonna handle my business and that's on period majority of brothers was with it however there was an alarming number of brothers hitting us with that good old man she gotta bring some to the table bruh ooh Nothing makes me cringe more than that. Man, so what? I'm supposed to work and she ain't supposed to do nothing? Sounds like children when they're like telling, when they're telling on their mom and they're like, well, he did it. Well, he did it first. It's really disgusting to see men talk like that about women. Like, well, what is she going to do? Oh my God, please stop. Just stop. And men like that only attract masculine women. That's why they feel that way. That's why they feel like, well, what is she going to do? Because they've never experienced a feminine woman. Because a feminine woman would never deal with a man that thinks that way. So that's why he feel that way. Because he's never, ever dealt with a a woman woman before. So he don't even understand the point of taking care of one. Because he's like, what's the point? Um... But it was alarming to me how many brothers were triggered at the mere at the mere words of as a man, you know, you want to run that household, you want to provide for that household. Uh you don't automatically get that respect because you're a male or because you have a penis. That respect is something that is earned based upon your consistent actions and responsibilities. Um and really anyone, if you just bring up being a provider period too many black men get super triggered so i just i just wanted to have this conversation like brothers it's okay it's okay if you don't have it right now it's okay if you're not confident it's okay if you feel discouraged if you feel beat down again just living as a black man is traumatizing period Every opportunity you go to seize, you always have to wonder if your skin color will be a factor. And for some brothers, it's it's paralyzing and traumatizing. I'm just simply saying that you have to fight through that. Your solution cannot be to find a woman to make the money for you. It, it just it can't be to find a woman to be your financial crutch. You'll never respect her, and if you and if you are married to her, which too many times those are just the relationships where you know they be together five ten years and never married because he doesn't even look at her as a feminine woman that he wants to take her hand and give her his last name he look at her as like a business partner like a helpmate you know um he doesn't view her as a feminine woman he can't a man can never view you as a feminine woman as long as you're picking up that load and helping him carry it okay so you know, it's it's not necessarily an attack. It's just a, okay, like, we understand what's going on, but uh, it's time for us to step our game up. That's all this is. It's all in love. 
Um, it's all in a purpose to be productive and to grow and to be better as a people. So, brothers, get up and go get y'all some money today. Today. It's a holiday season. They hiring to deliver packages. Uh, we are in the age of online e-commerce. Y'all can run y'all some online, uh, run some online stores. Y'all could do Uber, Lyft. Y'all could do pick up a trade of some sort. They always need plumbers, electricians, HVAC. They, all, we, they need all that. So, brothers, pick you a way you're going to make you some money today and do it. Okay? I see you, boy. I see you over there getting ready to secure your bag. I see you. I see you getting ready to be a masculine man. I see you, brother. Um, I want to thank you all for listening to this. For uh, I, <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening this week. And the next episode will be dropping next Wednesday. I am I'm pretty much taking the rest of the year off. This year has kicked my butt. I'm tired. And I'm taking the rest of the year off. So I will have plenty of time to actually get my episodes recorded. So I promise you I will see you all next week. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, peace, love, and black power.